1: This is Jack from the Horrible Movie Podcast. Each week, producer Phil, a guest, and I watch a horrible theater-release movie. We record our conversation, and then we tear that movie to shreds. We keep it family-friendly, so gather the family around the old smartphone, laptop, or tablet and join in on the fun. Just like all the great Studio DNA podcasts, find the Horrible Movie Podcast at Spreaker.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and everywhere podcasts can be found. Remember, just because it's from Hollywood doesn't mean it isn't horrible.
2: Sports Yak is brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet in Elkhart. Big and Tall Outlet features big and tall men's clothing from many of the leading big men's catalogs for 50% off manufacturer's suggested retail price. That's Big and Tall Outlet on Napanee Street in Elkhart and at BigAndTallOutlet.com. Follow them on Facebook and Twitter as well, because big guys got to
3: look good, too. Unfortunately, I mean, I, I can't make this up. I hit the post, what, six times this year, and I hit it twice on that one. I mean, I, you can't make this up. I mean, I, I feel terrible with the team down. Um, that's on me. So I have to own it. I have to be a man. And, you know, it's unfortunately, uh, unfortunately that's the way it, it went to today. From South Bend, Indiana, you know what that's at. I don't. Where do you live? It's Sports Yak with Corey Mann and Chuck Freeby. I'm the booth announcer and you shall listen to me. I'm Jim Short. Sports Yak is brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet. Featuring Big and Tall Men's clothing from many of the leading big men's websites for 50% off the suggested retail price. On Napanee Street in Elkhart or online at BigAndTallOutlet.com. Because big guys gotta look good too. Sportjack! And now an inspiration to those who are not inspired by anything. Here's two guys that we can do without really. It's Sport Jack with Corey, you know, and that freebie boy. Welcome to episode 46,
2: Inside the TV 46 building. Of all places. Hi, my name is Corey Mann. With me usually is Chuck Freeby, but he is on assignment. That's right. On assignment. Busy guy. So off the bench, second string, but still some great numbers he's
1: posted up recently. <laughs>
2: Bob Nagel. Bob, good morning.
1: Good morning. Just flew me in from Atlanta for the show.
2: Uh, what do you feel like doing? Is that is that fresh in your mind? You want to talk women's basketball or you want to talk? We've got a lot to go through today.
1: <laughs> there's, there's a lot of Bears fans talking today oh, about boy. a lot
2: of different things. I'm still trying to get my thoughts together on that one. So why don't we, why don't we go with Notre Dame women's basketball? Let's do that. You, uh, I saw a great video of you on the Notre Dame women's basketball uh, Twitter feed, uh, kind of giving a, a preview of the game. I uh-huh. love that.
1: Well, it's kind of fun. Yeah, I've got most of my notes uh, committed to memory and uh, got them all written out. So uh, Josh Bates, who does a great job with us with uh, sports information and uh, Fighting Irish Media, said, "Hey, is there any chance I can get you?" Yeah, sure. So we did. We've done this uh, three or four times, and he said, uh, "Ready? Like three, two, one, go." Yeah. And I give him about a minute and a half or whatever. He goes, "Did you like write that out?" <laughs> Just been doing this for a while. In our business, you could talk to you, think of something to say.
0: Yeah. So uh,
2: you know what? Let's fun. do this. We haven't done this since you've been on the show. When you when you stop by, pull back the curtain on game prep for Notre Dame women's basketball. So, for example, you've got a game coming up on Thursday night right. against Louisville. Right. Tell me what uh,
1: what your week will be like. Well, I've got, uh, in preparation for Louisville, when I was down in Atlanta, I spent about two hours prepping my notes. All I had to fill in now is the uh, shooting percentages, stats, and everything for each player mm-hmm. and each team, and then update the uh, season records and the coaches' records and, and things like that. And uh, had a chance to uh, read about, Louisville's big win over Duke yesterday. They uh, won handily. We won pretty handily. We were up by 30 when Muffet called out the troops and uh, probably could have won by 40. Um, Georgia Tech will be here on February 3rd. This is one of the two teams we play home and home uh, during the season. So there's no point in beating them by 40 if you got to play them again and you don't want to be really upset yeah, with you. So she, she got some of the younger kids in, got them some good minutes, which is really important this time of year. And uh, you don't want to lose uh, one of your starters in the fourth quarter of a game. You're leading by 30. Uh, so we, uh, we cleared the bench. So it was a good win for the Irish. And, uh, but preparation will go on. Uh, I'll get to practice uh, a couple times this week and uh, get a chance to talk to uh, the coaches. Neil Ivy has the prep for Louisville game. So she usually gives me some pretty good insight. You know, that's the team that beat us twice last year. We had three losses all year. Louisville got us on their home floor. They beat us 100-67. Worst loss I can remember in a long time. And it was really frustrating because uh, he kind of left his troops in until he hit 100. Hmm. That was really important for Jeff Walls, the head coach at Louisville. I have his home number if you need it. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> we didn't feel good about that. And then he kind of insulted Coach McGraw in the uh, after the end of the ACC championship game. He made reference to one of his players that should have been given more. I guess uh, Muffet should have talked about her more, and she didn't. And, uh, he said, her name is Asia Durr and Louisville's a champion. And Muffet said, what? He said, her name is Asia Durr and Louisville's a champion. And Muffet just turned to walk away and Carol Owens leaned over our assistant coach, six foot four, leaned over to Jeff Walls and said, why don't you learn how to win? Which I thought was really appropriate. <laughs> anyway, there's uh, there's not uh, a lot of good feeling between the two, uh, the two schools, um, and that's okay because, you know, those kind of rivalries, everybody says, you know, we don't get along with Connecticut, and that's not really true. We we have a lot of respect for Gino and what he does. But it'll be a big game Thursday, so there's a lot of uh, preparation that goes on. I usually spend about four hours, uh, and I always write out my notes by hand, and and I've had people walk up and say, why do you do that? You could probably have 70% of that made a copy. And uh, Lloyd Pettit, longtime broadcaster for Chicago Blackhawks, taught me that when I was in college. He said, do you take notes in, in class? Yeah. Professor, want to look at your notes? Yeah. When you commit something to writing with your motor skills, you remember it a lot better than if you just hear it or read it off the blackboard, that kind of thing. So it's just something I do. And, you know, if you ask me uh, shooting percentages, uh, steals, assists of any of our players on the team, it's uh, it's right there um, without having to look at it. So, okay. Yeah, and, and yesterday, like Enrique Gumbowali had a great game. She had 13 points. Gee, she averages 22. Well, she had 13 points and 12 assists. So every time they overplayed on her, she'd just bounce it to an open player underneath for an easy basket. And we had, we had 30 assists season high, uh, in assists yesterday against Georgia tech. And again, that was with the, the starters only playing about three quarters of the game. So we're feeling good. We're, we're really healthy early in the year. You know, Marina, maybe, maybe we missed the first five games. That Jordan Nixon filled in for Then Jordan got a concussion. She mixed, missed miss the next five games. Uh, we've had some other people that were banged up. Jackie young broke her nose again. And, uh, so everybody's uh, pretty healthy and that's where you want to be going into this game with uh, Louisville It'll be a tough ticket for Thursday night, but we'll have it for you on pulse FM and watch ND and we can okay uh, the pregame show be on at 645 and tip at seven probably a little after seven with the network television as well but uh, it's a big game on the schedule and with Connecticut having lost last week the number one team in the country, we have the strongest uh, strength to schedule. We're 6-1 and one against ranked teams. Nobody else has more than three wins over a ranked team. And uh, so we're in position maybe to be number one. Louisville's undefeated. Maybe they put them number one and we get a chance to play them Thursday. So by the end of next week, we control our own destiny. We uh, we could have the, the lamp lit on top of Grace Hall again. We could be number one.
2: You'll uh you'll be with Muffin McGraw tonight uh for for her show. You do an hour of uh, interview. Do you prep for that? I mean, you guys are friends. You're on the road with them. You're around them a lot. Do you, uh, you know, how do you how do you approach that? I mean, uh, to me, that'd be an easy friendship conversation. But you're also very professional. So how how do you approach tonight's hour
1: long program? Well, there are probably four people involved that need to have a copy of what we're doing, including our engineer Bob Henning on the site. So I give him a copy of the entire script. So I have to, don't have to. This is what I do is I'll go through and there'll be an opening segment where we'll talk about what's coming up in the show. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we'll take a quick break, probably two, two and two and a half, three minutes opening segment. Come back with Coach and we'll talk about the games we've been involved with since the last show. And uh, we'll talk about some of the uh, milestones. You know, Jackie Young went over 1,000 points in her career last week. Uh, we've got uh, just some really neat things coming up with Jessica Shepard. She'll be our second player all time to get 1,000 rebounds and 2,000 points. And that's pretty significant. And uh, Muffet won her 900th game. And, of course, she'll want to downplay that. But uh, she always takes time to talk about how much that means to her because of the assistant coaches and players that she's had that have helped her do that. So that'll be probably the second segment. Neil Ivy will join us for the third segment. And Neil is such a big part of uh, Notre Dame women's basketball. She played here. Now she's been coaching here for quite a while. Uh, she played on a national championship team in '01, and uh, was part of the national championship team and the seven final four teams. Uh, what a great, great young lady! And uh, we're going to get a chance to spend some time with Niel. And then the uh, next segment we'll have Arike Agumawale, who made uh, a couple of shots you might have heard about last year, sure, uh, to win the national championship, and uh, and also Jackie Young will be with us. So Jackie, you know, she's from Princeton, Indiana. An amazing girl because she set the all-time scoring mark in Indiana for boys or girls. You know, Damon Bailey, Shauna Zolman, all the big scorers. She passed them all by, and it came to Notre Dame. And you'd think, you know, I'm coming out of high school scoring 38 points a game, so I'm sure you're going to give me the ball. And that was never her attitude. Her attitude is, "What do you need me to do?" And now she's playing on a team where all five starters have over a thousand points in their career, and it's okay. It's just like Erika having 12 assists yesterday. Uh, Aren't you a big scorer? Aren't you a candidate for national player of the year? Well, yeah, but we won. We won by, you know, we were up 30 points when we left the game. So we've got some amazing young ladies, and Jackie Young is one of those. And next year she'll be our only senior. So um, we might expect her to score a little more next year, but uh, just it's just fun uh, talking to her and, and getting to know her. She's from Princeton, Indiana, which is better known as northern Kentucky. That's about as far, <laughs> uh, far south as you can go, about five hours from here. And then the, uh, we have a segment called the uh, ladies round table and Muffet will kind of, I'll introduce it and Muffet will take over and she will have Neil and the two players with her and they just kind of go around the table and, uh, I, I love it cause she'll have these little flashcards and uh, favorite movie or, or that kind oh, of nice. thing. Oh, nice. I love that stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you get to know the kids, uh, pretty well. And then, uh, we'll have a wrap up segment. We'll talk about the games coming up and, uh, talk about anything, uh, other uh, significant things going on in the program. And, and it's a great gathering because, uh, O'Rourke's public House is, is a great venue, but our fans show up mm-hmm. and I'm told that you know, they say, they always say, you guys always have more fans here than the other. There's some other shows that are done there. And that's, that's nice. But our fans, uh, it's unbelievable. And, and we we're down in, uh, in, uh, Atlanta, Georgia yesterday, down at McCamish, uh, arena at Georgia tech. And I always try to walk around at road games and see if I can find any green shirts, you know, uh, fans, and there were hundreds of them yesterday, and almost to the point where we had probably not quite as many as they did, but we had a lot. Wow! And it means so much to the kids and the coaches and everything to, to go around the country and see that kind of support. So I go over and give high fives to little kids and and that kind of thing, and uh, and uh, have some fun. And they sometimes want a picture if they have the wide angle lens out. That works out really <laughs> well. But uh, it, it's a lot of fun. But the support for women's basketball is great. Tonight would be a good night to bring a basketball by for some autographs, huh? It would be a good time to do that. Yeah. And uh, Coach McGraw is very accommodating and uh, just uh, loves the, loves the fan, love what she's built here. You know, she always yes. talks about that first rotary, <clears throat> excuse me, rotary Kiwanis lunch that she went to. My dream is to fill the Joy Center sometime before I'm done. We did that on uh, January 15, 2001, first time we packed the place and Martin Luther uh, King Day. And you know who came out that day with a broken hand? was Kelly Seaman. She had broken her hand the game before against Virginia yes. Tech. And she came out to warm up and she had a football player's glove over her left hand, and it was broken. But I'm going to play. And saw Kelly down in uh, Atlanta. She did color on the broadcast for the ACC Network. And she's going to be up here for the Virginia-Notre Dame game. She's going to be in our house. So great to see Kelly. Yeah, good deal.
2: Where's that at again?
1: <clears throat> the, uh, the 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 uh, The show tonight? It'll be at O'Rourke's Public House at Eddy Street Commons. Oh, right on the corner there. Yeah, we get to okay. going at six o'clock. So if you want to get out there early, get a bite to eat and have a refreshment, perhaps. Uh, it's a it's a great gathering and a lot of fun. Gonna have trivia contests and uh, get some good questions about Danielle Ivy. You know what team she played for in the a- WNBA?
2: Was she uh Was she an Indianapolis team?
1: Indiana Fever. Yeah. Very nice. Okay. You're uh, you. Moved I'm on. a fan of her. Well, she's she's pretty great. She's a terrific lady. So. And the men's team you know, had a uh, another tough test on Saturday against Syracuse. Right. And right now the numbers are down. And uh, they've got some young kids that are going to, you know, by the time they're out of here, they're going to be really special. Right after the game, too, coach announced uh, Fluger is going to come back yeah. next year for a fifth year. And that's a great thing because he's such a wonderful leader. And yeah. otherwise they wouldn't have any seniors on the team. I mean, he's coming back, uh, not only his leadership, but hopefully uh, able to play again. But he's just a great part of it. And Mike's got a team that is, is, is really good just don't have a lot of numbers they lost to the virginia tech number 10 in the country on the road by 15 but they're in it till about eight minutes ago and they just didn't have anybody else to put in and uh nick uh, jogo was uh out with the flu for that game so he didn't even make the trip they had seven guys you know if you're playing down at the park and you're like hey give me a spell you know you got more than seven guys my so. uh
2: my nephew's here from colorado right now and they went to the game uh-huh. and he had a few things to say about it afterwards and i said well something that chuck said on Friday's show that made sense to me how you can filter the team is Bray is a developing player coach. Right. You know, they're not going to be hot freshmen right out of the gate. My fourth or fifth year, you're going to be a force to be reckoned with. When you look at it through those glasses, this all makes sense. Right. You know, and like you said, Pfluger coming back next year, he'll be a great leader to some sophomore guys that need a leader. Yeah. You I, know?
1: And, they, you know, they lost two players for the season. Carmody's out. He had surgery. And- is he? Yeah, he's out. uh, And really, he was coming on, I mean, real, and he'll be fine next year. uh, He's good shooter and things like that. But they also, um, they had Elijah Burns decide not to play anymore. And he he did that before we had the other two injuries. So, hey, Elijah, uh, you know, you're welcome back. I don't know if he would be or not, but uh, it's tough because you're down three. But like last year with the women's team, we lost four starters, or, you know, potential starters through knee injuries. And you just have to finally get to a point where you say, we're not going to talk about who's not here. We've got to talk about who is here and how do we get around this. So, And I thought the men's team made some good adjustments. They just couldn't make a shot. And that'll happen. You know, the freshmen are out there shooting. In high school, they're scoring 35 points a game, and, you know, it's easy. And you get here, and that defender's a little bit taller, a little bit longer, and Syracuse plays that great zone defense. And you got to shoot over a zone to beat it. And we just didn't do that. But, we, you know, there's no no problem with me as far as the efforts going on and the teaching going on, and we've got some really good players. And I love what, uh, uh, Juwan Durham, the the big seven footer. Don't call me seven footer. Call him uh, six eleven and a half. But uh, what he's doing defensively, blocking shots, he's leading the ACC in that category. Just got to stay out of foul trouble. There's nobody. There's nobody on the bench going to come in for you. And we we went through that last year where we had, uh, you know, Brianna Turner was out and Michael Vaughn was out, and so when uh, Jessica Shepard was in the game, especially in the first half. I can't touch you. I can't risk getting in foul trouble. And you just have to develop that kind of uh, an attitude. You got to take care of business. But I uh, I like what Mike's doing. I love what they did. You know, in the pre pre conference part of the schedule, they could have been thirteen and zero. They lost a close one to Oklahoma, close one on the road to UCLA, and lost at home to Radford. And everybody says, "Oh man, that's a that's a stinky loss." You lost to Radford. Radford's pretty good. I think they're eleven and two right now. So uh, we played well. we got hit by the injury bug, but uh, stay behind Mike and this team. I think they're going to be fun. And uh, did you read what Jeff Jackson said? Can't, I didn't. Can't wait to play outside again. Now they get beat 4-2 to by Michigan. And he, I don't know if you saw the first goal of the game. Over the blue line. The right. guy, guy flips it just to clear the zone and to throw it down on goal. And it bounces once and goes in. And I don't think our goalie ever saw it because, no. you know, there's nothing in the background. You got... Depth of perception and just, yeah. just massive, yeah, yeah. it'd Be like trying to catch a fastball from Nolan Ryan when you're, and where is the? Oh, it just hit me in the forehead. Yeah, but it, it bounced right over. But shore. the atmosphere, I mean, oh. it had to have been amazing inside that stadium. 25, 26 thousand people, oh. and a lot of people who you normally don't get to see a hockey game. And somebody said, "Well, the NHL game they had seventy five thousand. Well, they did, and they promoted it, and they had a lot of di- different things. But twenty five thousand, when you think about. Our beautiful arena, the Compton Family Ice Arena, taps out at about 5,000. Yeah. So we had five home games at once, and the atmosphere was electric. Yeah. It really was special.
2: Yeah, and you got Boston fans that drove here for the weekend. Oh, yeah. It was a holiday weekend. that have never been here, and, you know, it's in a stadium. <laughs> you got most of Chicago driving over from, from the West. I was going to do the flip back and forth yesterday because I, I'm not a Michigan fan, uh-huh. but I'm impressed with this team. And they played uh, while well, you were probably wrapping things up. They were playing. They beat Indiana uh, up in uh, in Ann Arbor, seventy four sixty three. But man, what a great team! Yep. There's
1: something awesome happening in Michigan. It's kind of a neat thing happened too because John Beeline is a, is a terrific coach, and I think one of the things that you're seeing is teams like Virginia, Michigan. You know, it's a very cerebral game in a lot of ways. Now, I mean, it's good to have natural talent. It's good to have you know back in the day, Georgetown had a Patrick Ewing and and they could dominate, although they didn't win. Uh, but there were some really good teams that had great talent, and now you got to have great talent, you got to have discipline, you got to have good coaches. Like, what's going on with the Boston Celtics? I mean, their head coach did a great job at Butler, and it, that team, uh, NBA team, is a very cerebral team. Maybe doesn't have the best talent of anybody in the league, but they're as good as anybody in the league because they, uh, they use all those other aspects of the game, and that's what Michigan does, and and I think Indiana's going to be okay. They just couldn't make some big shots yesterday. I think Purdue's got a very good team. I mean, we're fortunate here at, at uh, Family Broadcasting Corporation We carry both those teams. Right. So it's uh, it's great to have IU and Purdue on our air. Yeah, they played 9 o'clock
2: uh, tomorrow night?
1: I think so, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: Let's rewind to Saturday. Colts over the Texans 21-7. I am going to officially jump on their bandwagon uh, because my team's out of this. But that was a fun game to watch, uh, Colts over the Texans. Over the Texans, Colts are looking good. They are, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Andrew Luck when he's healthy, and yeah. when he's got people to throw or pass to or hand off to,
1: my goodness. Yeah, it's almost like uh, they've got it down to a, a science. There I go again. But if we score a touchdown every quarter, we'll have twenty eight points, and we'll win most games. So they they didn't score twenty eight; they scored twenty one. But it's almost that methodical. Okay, we got our we got our touchdown this quarter; we're good. Yeah. And they build up to twenty one to three, and then twenty one to ten, and now it's like. Uh, uh, they're they're really good and uh, they're healthy and I love what uh, Quentin Nelson is doing. The offensive guard who came from Notre Dame was first round pick and it, it was well, can you spend a first round pick on an offensive lineman? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah they can and uh, he's doing really well. So uh, go Colts and uh, now that my Bears are gone, Ugh. I'm not sure. Uh, it was kind of a neat story, you know. Muffet McGraw was on the we're on the plane last night coming back and as soon as we landed, your phone kicks back on you know and all that. And, uh, Oh, the Bears got beat by an Eagle. She's, woo, Eagle. You know, she's from Philadelphia. So oh, okay. She was pretty happy about that. She's not an anti-Bears fan, just a pro uh, Philly fan, but she was I, happy about that. I
2: loved that Golden Tate scored the touchdown. How about that? I loved him as a, and a, a Notre Dame player. Uh, Philadelphia is my second favorite team. Ah. When I was a young boy, my dad basically said, pick a helmet. And I was like, well, I always thought the Eagles helmet looked pretty cool. Yeah. Then I, in 85, I, I changed teams. Ah. And, uh, and so we celebrated my son's 12th birthday over the no. weekend.
1: No. Yeah. No. And
2: we, we kind of, we were being nostalgic on Friday night. We were talking about, like, when you were born, about a month after you were born, we went to an amazing Super Bowl party featuring the Bears and the Colts. 2007 ah. and he was just like the bears were in a super bowl and i said and the colts <laughs> and the colts yeah. and i said and it feels like maybe we're on that track 12 and 4 things are going great yeah. a buddy of mine in week three said they got to find a kicker though in week three week three so the the painful part a was the double doink last night from this guy <laughs> but seconds later the highlight film of the previous five that he kicked that way yeah i'm just like oh my
1: gosh yeah pal. It, it was easy to pour dirt in on top of the guy <sighs> and unfortunately well i, I don't want to say unfortunately either because you know it's a business and you, you're paid when you think about the guys that put their hours in a weight room the linemen and the wide receivers that run those routes day after day after day and everybody's working toward the same thing and that's a a championship and you got a guy that's you know, he's hit the upright seven times this year or whatever. And I feel bad for him personally, but it's a business. And if you can't make a kick, like Adam Vinatieri doesn't try to make a kick. He makes the kick. Yeah. And sometimes you see kickers and, you know, and even at the high school level, well, he's really trying hard. I don't want you to try hard. I want you to make it. And that sounds pretty cold, but you know, you miss a kick because of a bad snap. Timing was off weather conditions, or whatever. But, uh, this this guy has had trouble and the Bears probably have to make a change and you, you can't really look at it as being cold hearted. It's a business. Right. And you get you know, you got forty six guys who are all in defensively, offensively, everything, and it comes down to a guy making a kick and and he double doinked yeah. it. It, it. just it's so hard. But Robbie Gould, by the way, only And missed, how you
2: tougher it yeah. was that
1: thirty seconds prior he made the kick. He made the kick. You know, so it's like, oh, we've got this. My wife said this morning, she goes, well, it wasn't fair. They called timeout right, right when he kicked it. I said, well, honey, <laughs> that's uh, kind of the way it works. But uh, the yeah. Bears had a great year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the thing about the the doinks, if he hadn't doinked as many during the season, Bears wouldn't have been playing yesterday. We would have had a bye. You know, yeah. the games that they let get away. And uh, so 12-4 and four is great for a team that nobody expected, number one, to be 500, number two, make the playoffs. You know, you got a new coach, you got a new quarterback. I mean, Trubisky's in his second year, but did some amazing things. They won a lot of big games. It was fun to watch. Really carried a lot of people through the football season. Yeah. So Bears will be fine, and a lot of guys coming back, and uh, they probably will have a new kicker. And don't think badly about the Bears that they do. It's what you got to do if you're uh, in the business of winning.
2: Yeah. I think I saw during the Chargers Ravens game they they had a kicker out on the field, and I think they put up a stat. Wikipedia says worst. Active kicker in the NFL. And I thought, ooh, well, there's a goal you need to work towards. Well, that still puts you in the top 28, doesn't it? That's one way of looking at it. I don't know. I don't know if the Bears could have beat the Saints this next week. I don't know. Eagles and Saints coming up. Right. Uh, I was surprised that the Seahawks lost to the Cowboys. Uh, Boys
1: are playing a little bit better. They're really happy.
2: Yeah. Colts and Chiefs this next Saturday. Um, I don't know. I think, New Saints,
1: England? I think Saints and Patriots in the Super Bowl, I think. It always winds up being the Patriots, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, they, uh, they take care of business. But I, I don't know if they have the, the, the troops on defense that they normally have. So uh, Brady is, uh, is special. The running back is pretty good. Uh, they find a way. You know, Belichick always – I asked Charlie Weiss one time. I said, what was the mantra with New England that made them so good? He said, we always tell our players, do your job we will never ask you to do something you can't do because if you couldn't do it, you wouldn't be here. So if we say on a certain play, we want the tight end to block the linebacker. We're not asking you to make an all American play. We're just asking you to block the linebacker. Mm-hmm. And if you do that and this other guy does this and we throw it to this guy underneath, it's going to be a 12 yard gain. You don't have to be great. Just have to do what we ask you to do. And to keep it, you know, almost like a business, you know, you, you see Belichick after a game when, like if they lose a, uh second quarter, you dropped two passes. Yeah, they should have caught him. That's it? <laughs> yeah. You know, he's like, man of many words. Yeah, we laid it all out. If the guy catches yeah. the ball, we get 12 yards. It would have been a first down. We keep the possession. We, you know. Yeah. And and it is, you know, you think about all the plays that go into a football season. The Bears played uh, 17 games and probably 70 snaps. Uh, you know, you're talking about 1,000 plays over the course of a season. Uh, which one cost you the season? Well, doink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was a tough one.
2: Uh, let's see here tonight. Let's end on this. Clemson, Auburn. I'm sorry. Clemson, Alabama. Actually, I just don't care. My <laughs> my team lost a couple weekends ago,
1: so I've I've checked out. But um,
2: I kind of hope Clemson wins.
1: Yeah, You know, uh, somebody said that uh, if uh, Alabama wins, then their coach may go to the pros. I mean, what else is to challenge him at the college level, right? And if somebody offers him six, eight, ten million dollars a year to go play pro ball for a couple of years, why not? And uh, we'll see what happens. But I, you know, Clemson's a neat story. But you know, they they really elevated themselves to a to a top level team at our expense. You know, they beat us in the rain about four years ago, and that was their first you know shot. And they've they've done really well, and they beat us. And uh, I I thought going into our game that if we held them to 27 points. I thought we could win 30-27. to 27. We held them to 30, including just seven in the second half. And I know they were kneeling down at the end of the game, which I thought was pretty classy. But if we're going to score three points, we couldn't beat Bethel. And Bethel's football team has not been good for quite a while. Well, they don't have one. But if we score three points, you're not going to win. And, and that's what was unfortunate about the, uh, the whole game, the way it turned out. It was a fumble in the first half. We would have got the ball at the 14-yard line. They reversed the call. They said the ball touched out of bounds. You know, and probably was the right call. If we get at the 14-yard line score, we're up 10 to three. I think it's a different game. But at the end of the half, they were up, and we're able to take a couple of gambles on long passes. And our defensive guy went up, knocked the ball away, and their guy caught it on the way out of the end zone. I mean, yeah, I mean we got beat 30 to three, but I thought that uh, it was a closer game than that. And I'm probably speaking with my heart instead of my head, but uh, tonight. You know, Clemson's got to, uh, it's going to be like the games have been. It's going to come down to the wire. Somebody catches a pass. Somebody, you know, look at Alabama last year. You know, Tua throws a, you know, it comes in a relief and then fires a ball in the end zone. And everybody's like, well, the game can't end that quickly. It was over. And the year before that, Clemson threw one to a guy in the end zone, a little basketball pick pass. We used to call that in high school. Notre Dame ran it against uh, Florida State a few years ago. We get We get penalized. And they ran the same play where, you know, a tight end comes across and peels on a linebacker and their back comes underneath and he's wide open He catches it for a touchdown. Um, can come down to one play with two good teams. Should be should be fun, should be entertaining, should be tell you what I don't like because I didn't like the three weeks off, four weeks off between yeah the regular season. And I think they're going to go to eight teams in a playoff. Because if you get eight, you're going to get all the big conference wins, the champions plus enough room to get the other guys in that should be in. By the way, how's Georgia, Michigan, and Central Florida doing? The teams that were supposed to be in ahead of us? Mm -hmm. They all got beat too, didn't they? Yes, they did. Yeah, so sorry for them. But uh, if you get eight teams in, then I think, you know, you you get the end of the regular season, then the following week is Army-Navy. And then the following week could be the first round of the playoffs where you have four games and eight teams play and you get to four. And then if you want to take a week off and then, you know, but there was too big of a gap. It's like, okay, let's get excited about college football again. Well, I thought that was over. Yeah, and we had a team in, so it was easy for us to stay in it. But I just, uh, I wish they would, uh, you know. They always talk about the academics. You know, a lot of schools are on, on Christmas break at that time, anyway. But uh, it's a lot of money, and they, you know, they're talking about having the conferences give up their tournament money. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, and so if we uh, if we get it to eight teams, and uh, then nobody can really complain because if you are not in the top eight. That's your fault. You probably lost twice. So. so you got Alabama for tonight. I think I'm going to go with. I'm going to pick Alabama. Uh, Bear Bryant says, "If you play hard, you win." So that's what one of the things he said. Anyway, uh, I don't know. I, I I'm like you. I you know it's going to be interesting to watch, and we'll be able to say who the champion was. But I'm not. You know, I'm not having a tailgate party at the house. with no. You know, it's like can't wait for it to get over, and uh, I can't wait for Thursday night. Notre Dame and and let's see what's that other team oh, I, louisville
2: I, I was uh we were going to end on that but friday night you got a game yeah and i want you to know uh this last friday night the man family watched the entire game on facebook warsaw uh yeah we we have apple tv so we went from my phone up to the tv and we watched warsaw northridge and uh yeah i i i enjoyed it myself but who, who do you got this friday
1: we've got riley the wildcats who are red Hat playing the number one-ranked Marion Knights. Oh, wow. Number one in Class 3A. At Marion? At uh, Marion. Okay. Uh, uh, no, I think it's at – I know Marion plays at home on Tuesday, but I, I'm not sure. I think it might be at Riley on, uh, on okay. Friday. Either way, it should be a great uh, a great game. And, uh, you know, we mentioned Neal Ivey's going to be on the show tonight. Her son, Jaden, is arguably the best uh, – one of the top players in the state and uh, leading Marion at about 25 points a game. And, okay. And uh, so we get a chance to see him. And uh, the, the Holy Wars Tuesday night. That's Marion and St. Joe over at Marion High School. And Mark Johnson's coach in St. Joe, good friend. And the Knights are uh, undefeated, so uh, it'll be a good, uh, good game. A lot of lot of enthusiasm in the, uh, in the shack that night, so that should be a lot of fun.
2: Bob, thank you for filling in, stepping in. Appreciate hey, that.
1: Did you have any comments, by the way, of any Bears fans?
2: <laughs> I was going to, but I thought,
1: <laughs> I don't want to bring this show down
2: to that level Oh my and, I, goodness. and i enjoy having big and tall outlet as a sponsor i need I to go. get that
1: phone call later on like uh,
2: hey why did you do that uh yeah you
1: ever, you ever hear fans go from being like uh diehard loyal bears fans is just being hateful and uh, oh oh my goodness i guess there was some beer involved in some of those comments <laughs> it may have been you when have you been. stay
2: the whole game at
1: soldier field that yeah. might happen oh great. uh hey great being with you and th- thank uh you. and uh, great to uh get get the call from uh chuck fraby he called me out of the bullpen and uh it's uh great to be in a lot of lot of things to get ready for this week so uh getting it started off with a yak i love the commercial that plays during our uh, women's basketball game you hear that yeah it's gonna be yeah uh, <laughs> Sorry, Chuck. Jim Shorts. Yeah, Jim Shorts. Yeah.
2: Does that give you a little smirk, I hope? It does. I love that. We appreciate it. Hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening to Sports Yak until
3: Wednesday. We'll be back together again. The number one most downloaded sports podcast on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. It's the Sports Yak Podcast with Corey and Chuck. That's our show for today. Sports Yak is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Until next time, sports fans, this is Jimmy Shorts. That's good.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.